0: The international game has me. the Killajata.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode fifty-nine of Hoop Tarshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number 59, Karan. Obviously, there's been um, nobody who's won the, the number 59 jersey. Nobody. Um, do you do you? Can you guess who the 1959 NBA champions were? I'm gonna just guess Celtics from now onwards. <laughs> That's, that seems like a safe, safe guess, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is the Celtics. They beat uh, the Minneapolis Lakers before okay. they moved to the Los Angeles, um, the city of Los Angeles. Um, yeah, this is a Celtics team that had Bob Cousy, Bill Russell, um, you know, some of these all-time legends coached by the Great Red or back, of course. Um, but yeah, um, 1959, there's, there's, not, there's not a lot uh, happening at that time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which is why. A, which this is why a bad Boston history said. lesson.
0: <laughs> Nothing yeah. happened in nineteen fifty nine. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the Boston Celtics beating the Lakers any more than that. Like they got the, them out of min- Minneapolis.
0: Look at the bright side. They, they, That's right. they Got the Lakers to to, to LA for you. Um, That's
1: fair enough.
0: But, but 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 you know they need to uh, NBA players, and I think Koshika made this point earlier. NBA players need to wear numbers that no one's ever worn before. You get to be the legend. You you wear fifty nine, exactly. and you get to be the one person who wore fifty nine in an NBA game, so That's uh, right.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent agree. Like, imagine uh, if the next next uh, Luka Doncic or if Luka. anybody else coming up just take a uh, random number, raised. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, just on that note, um, Luka Doncic is usually number seven, uh, and what happened is when he played for Slovenia in EuroBasket this summer. Uh, he couldn't take seven because that's Dragic's number, and yeah. there's like, um, there's like a seniority thing that yes, uh, you can of expect course. with these national teams. Mm-hmm. But now that FIBA lets you wear any uh, any jersey and not just four to fifteen, yeah. Um, Luca just did the smart thing by wearing number seventy-seven. Seventy-seven, yeah. So, I saw that. Well, so, we, we could have. I mean, we already had a Luca theme podcast
0: with uh, Vanya a few uh, maybe last year. We could just talk yeah. about Luca for hours because he's he's amazing and uh, he's gonna be.
1: Hey I, man, if if Ricky Rubio was the man crush from back in the day, Luca is like the next level.
0: Luca's the next level, and uh, so I just watched. Um, I mean, uh, so we been recording this on uh, April third, 2018, and last last night was the NCAA national championship game. Villanova mm-hmm. won, and you know the you. I, there is some talent out there, and are gonna be some stars. But honestly, I Lucas should be the number one pick. I, I I'll, be, I'll be offended if is he or if, if if you let him slip to six or seven when the Knicks pick him, I'll gladly take him.
1: There. <laughs> be. I think I reckon you guys have won too much to be in the running for sixth or seventh. Um, yeah. Porzingis should have gotten injured much earlier. Much <laughs> earlier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Look at us like shamelessly. Um, Promoting tanking as, as a methodology. It's Sam Hinkie would be proud of us. Trust
0: just uh-huh. the process. Yeah, um, that's right. So, uh, Koshik, I think the 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 first, the most important thing coming up for us is the uh, is the common not for us for Indian basketball <laughs> is the Commonwealth <laughs> Games. They're starting in Australia in a couple of days, and we will discuss them in a lot more detail later in this um, in this uh, podcast. Our guest this week is. Uh, Gopala Krishnan R of uh, Pursuit India of Eklavya is one of in Indian basketball's most committed minds. He was actually in uh, Mizoram for the Mizoram Super League the MSL. Um, uh, uh, Which is
1: one of the most fascinating things in Indian basketball.
0: It's amazing and and so we recorded this conversation in two parts really. We recorded it while he was I think he uh, uh, first got to us from Meghalaya. From he went to there after, after Mizoram. Talked to us for A few minutes and you know the the internet gods weren't on our side so we rescheduled and recorded again when he was in bangalore so you so you guys will hear two different sort of uh time shifts but it's all fascinating his his stories about uh, basketball in the northeast um the the work he's been up to the sort of like talents he's seeing rise from up there is um i'm really excited to, to get going on that and gopal you're obviously one of the most eminent basketball journalist in the country. You go around the country, and you're like a famous face in the basketball circles now. Everyone knows everything about you. But here's the one question that the nation wants to know. Are you ready for this, Gopa? Nation, <laughs> okay, cool, cool. The nation sure. wants to know. What huh. does the R stand for?
2: Oh, dude, why do you want to go there, man? Yeah, I, I <laughs> want to go. There.
0: This has to be a hoop dushman exclusive.
2: Oh, it's a, you know how South Indian names are, right? All generally, all Tamilian or. Kerala Mal- Malayali names or even Andhra name like BBS Lakshman, right? We use the usually the surname comes first. Uh, so initially my name was R. Gopal Krishna, but then I realized that people thought my name is R. <laughs> so 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 then I'm like, no, dude, that, that's very cool. That's like very hipster. But my name is not R. So that's my dad's name. So that's how it works. It's usually we just take the uh, dad's name. So my dad's name is actually Gopalan. So we love gods, right? All over India. Yeah. So that's all it is.
1: <laughs> like a of, there's Raja a lot of
2: gopal gopals man. in your name that's a lot of gopal a lot of krishna man a lot of uh, lot and of vishnu
1: hang on you are also from udupi right so there's another krishna connection there
2: oh that's a good one I never thought of that dude <laughs> 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 you,
0: you're so blessed right now i'm serious you're oh, you're okay. like <laughs> so gopal you're joining us from uh, a cafe in shillong right now Yes. Um, yes we yes, were yes. we were talking about before you got on that. Like I'm just I'm just very envious that uh, that you get to make all these trips for basketball. Uh, looking forward to being at the Mizoram League next year. Tell us about this oh, no, league.
2: Not, not league next year, th- by the way. It's it's happening again in uh, this year in
0: September. Okay. Uh, well, then either way, it'll have to be next year for me.
2: Um <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but but,
0: but um, tell us tell us about this league. How 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 did it go? Who won? What what really caught your eye? Tell me everything.
1: Also, just tell There's us about so many- why the Mizoram Super League is such a big deal and uh, we spoke about this just before you came on as to how like North is generally an underrated part of India and also that somehow they are like really passionate about basketball. So, just really want to know like how this whole thing materialized.
2: Okay, okay. So so basically, uh, so Mizoram Super League is actually India's first pro basketball league. Right, we keep talking about the UBA being the first uh, national league, but technically that's not correct because the MSL started, I think, a year or two before the UBA. Uh, so, so, th- so the MSL came first, and they and they sort of got players like Amjot, Amritpal. They got a few international players as well. So that's that's sort of the background that the Mizoram Super League is India's first league. Uh, so yeah, so I was I was I've really been excited to come here because I'm sure you can ask. Karan, even you yourself, right? As basketball fans, we are all searching for the next basketball hub in India, where you know we are not considered nerdy or outcasts, where you know we can be basketball geeks and not uh, yeah. be looked down upon <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> by, much. by friends and yeah. by friends and family. So right, so in India, if you look at it, current uh, yeah. has been to Nagpada, Mastan. I honestly have not gone there. That's on my bucket list for sure. Uh, but Nagpada, Mastan, yes, that's a hub. Uh, then, then Punjab has a couple of places then probably down south coimbatore is has has a rich history right so mizoram is something that has intrigued us right because this is like we all keep talking about when is the indian league going to happen when is the indian league going to happen and here is this tiny state okay far flung state which has limited resources almost zero connectivity because it took, it, it took me like 17 hours on on pretty much no road to reach aizawl that's how sort of far flung it is so a place like Mizoram can actually have a league, an alleged league, right? It's not just six or seven teams; it has eighty teams. Okay, you have the MSL plus you have three divisions. So basically, every kid in Mizoram is either playing football or basketball or both. So that that's so this is something that is that is sort of intrigued me, and I've always wanted to come here. So I'm so glad I could make it here.
0: Do you have? Um, Want to tell us a little bit about like? Do, do you know about the history of how it became a thing? I I know that football has long been culturally a big sport in the northeast
2: but i i did not expect basketball to be this big okay so uh, obviously i'm still i'm still sort of <laughs> trying to figure out what exactly i've experienced over the last one week because i'm still sort of shocked at the moment in a good way <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 from what i could make out right uh until 30 years ago basketball was not big right it was, it was all football uh, and then then again this this is where i'm sort of theorizing a bit so bear with me it's the Theorize 90s away. is when <laughs> so in the 90s is when the whole uh, cable tv and globalization all that's happened right so we started uh, you know right we, we started watching games on tv i'm talking about 96 97 98 right so and i think that's the first wave because that's when uh, northeast got its first india player in uh, in sanga laldin sanga he was the first guy from the northeast he's still the only guy from the northeast to have played on the indian men's team i'm mean, including men women you know young old children <laughs> Dutch, i mean whatever it, yeah there's
0: um i think some of the girls from sikkim i think one of them played now the most recent you know the 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 famous team from up i think one of the girls from yeah, that team I, I, named I, Doma I know i know you're talking, I you're, you're talking it, yeah.
2: about nima domas she yeah, made it yeah. to the camp but she hasn't she has made it to the camp 5 times Okay, but so she, she hasn't got a chance got, yet. Yeah, she hasn't got a chance yet. So that's politics, Sangha's, by the way. So,
1: so
2: <laughs> you're already going there. You're <laughs> seriously going there already. It's not even like five minutes, I think. <laughs> so Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's the scene, you know, that so Sangha started watching all these NBA games and, and so Mizoram is very NBA inspired. Nice. Okay, which is which is a great thing because if you look at rest of India, if you if you talk about yourself or Kaushik or me for that matter, I I mean I'm I'm assuming about you too as well that we first started playing basketball and then we got interested in, uh, uh in the NBA, right? That's how it worked for me. Yeah. Like in Udupi especially, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, but in in Mizoram, it's NBA, 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 NBA. Okay, so all their it's like they are they're not even aware of how good or bad the rest of india is they are living in their own sort of it's like a utopian dystopian utopian world out here okay? it's like it's like it's like it's like neverland okay like and you don't know this place it, exists yeah
0: is it is it similar to the neighboring states around mizoram so this league is it only uh, I, I know obviously they, they they bring in top players from like amjot Amripal have played a bunch of other top players have played vishesh has played and uh, players yeah. who came uh, international players who came for uba have played in the msl league too um, yes, but but are there a lot of um, players from other states surrounding in the northeast that also come to Mizoram for this league or or are they or is it just like Mizos and then everyone here everybody else?
2: That that's a good question. So for this season, it's it's been only uh, local uh, Mizo players because uh, and and usually it's never players from other states or the northeast. There's there's another, there's another tournament. Yeah, because because Mizoram guys are the best in the Northeast, right? Why would they take a player from Meghalaya or Assam? <laughs> they will not do that. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, he's good, because mm-hmm. obviously, like, Assam has, uh, say, for example, it has the railways, right? The North, Eastern, Railway, yeah. whatever yeah. is there. So you have players from there who are basically Haryana players who come down, like, like one guy called Rakesh, who, who got the first dunk in the MSL. Okay, Damn. like it was, it was, it was a riot. Okay, it's a big deal. Dunking in the northeast yeah. is still a big deal. <laughs> Dunking anywhere is a big deal.
0: <laughs> so, so I also want to um, sort of go back to what you just said. Uh, you can say that as a confident fact that Mizoram has the best players in the
2: northeast. Uh, see, I can say it based on on what I've seen in the nationals. I'm oh. just.
0: I want to call out everyone listening here from like, <laughs> if uh, Arunachal and Assam and Meghalaya and Manipur and Nagaland, all of that, and
1: you guys Tripura, need
0: to, you, and Tripura, show up. You know, you you you, you have to like. I, I I would I would I would love to encourage a northeast basketball rivalry. I'm I'm trying to push that right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and and also Sikkim, you forgot Sikkim. That's not. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there there is a tournament here. It's called the Northeast Basketball Tournament. Yes. Uh that again, Mizoram keeps winning. That so, if you, even if you go by that uh, standard, Mizoram is, is is the best. And this league is only a men's league so far. Uh, this is where it gets even more interesting. I like I told you right, this is utopia. So whatever you can <laughs> dream of, is happening here. So so now, MSL also has a bunch of women's teams. Fantastic. It's not yet, it's not yet transformed into like a uh, like a proper pro uh, women's league yet. But the lower divisions have women's teams. Okay. Thanks. Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: So, um, this Mizoram sorry, now you're. Uh, sorry, Karan. So, is this? Sorry, go on. So, these guys actually have like games telecasted on their local TVs and stuff like that as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's another awesome thing, you know. So, there is a there are basically two uh, cable television networks in Mizoram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still cable huh, by the way it's not like <laughs> it's not like your uh, dish tv and all that i mean you still have they should call it cable television network so it's called zonet uh, zonet and there's something else i think lbs or some, lps or something mm-hmm. so zonet is the one which which basically is the chief sponsor of the league so they have been covering all the expenses and since they happen to be a, uh, a broadcasting company they also record the games and it is uh, sh- uh, shown live only in Mizoram. Mm-hmm. So it's all Mizo commentary and everything in Mizo, right? Mm-hmm. Like in football, you have, no goal, 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 goal. So you have stuff like that happening in Mizo. I can't understand a word of it, that but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so,
0: so that's amazing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. Um. And so now you're in, um, you're in, you're in Shillong. So what's next now on your, uh, on your, on your trip? Like, are you, are you going, are you trying to find out more about basketball in Meghalaya as well, in other places in the Northeast?
2: Uh, so coincidentally, uh, this is you know this is the thing, right? If you if you're a if you're into basketball, it's a very small world. So I'm staying in Shillong at this homestay, and it turns out that the landlord happens to be an international FIBA referee. So's <laughs> <Whoa>. so, <laughs> so What's that planned? So yeah, I mean, no, I wish it was, man. It's just it's just the basketball gods are speaking <laughs> to me right now in the northeast. <laughs> so. <laughs> so
0: so, we're continuing with um, Gopal here, and he's just now returned. Now, we're sort of jumping a little bit in the future uh, because of some technical difficulties. Gopal is now joining us in the same breath, really, in the same episode, but a week later. And he's done with his Northeast trip. Uh, Gopal, how, how did it all go? And tell us, you know, your sort of final impressions of experiences traveling around the Northeast and covering basketball up there.
2: Yeah. so. So, I mean, like we spoke about last time, I think the MSL is like a great a great example for other Indian states to follow. Because uh, looking back at it, you know, what I really liked about it is the fact that it's there's such a strong community following behind each of these teams. So, just in terms of structure, you know, how to have teams based on different districts or, or even localities within ISOL itself. Uh, having the community rally around the teams because you can play a ton of basketball but if no one is coming to watch the games or if there's no support for a particular team then it then it just becomes uh, you know a physical activity it's not really something that is bringing people or communities closer Mm -hmm. and just the fact that it has such a uh, proper structure you know right from 80 teams or 100 teams in the third division and coming up to a, a sort of upper league MSL so I think there's a lot to learn from Mizoram, not just for in terms of basketball, but also in terms of football. Because let's not forget, right, the ISO FC, the football league yeah. started in Mizoram, I think, a few years before basketball. Mm. And now the uh, Mizoram players are some of the best players in India. Yeah. And the ISO FC won the I-League last year. Mm. Uh, so obviously, it's harder to to sort of replicate that for basketball because of the size constraints. But it's, it's very exciting in, in terms of, you know, how... Uh, You know, even with limited resources, you can have a sustainable uh, architecture for a league. Agreed, they have a lot of financial issues. For example, MSL, uh, they had, one interesting thing was, you know, they had tickets. You you know how rare that is. I I mean, apart from, I think, Ram...
0: How much were they costing? How much were they charging?
2: uh, It was anywhere from 50 to, uh, to about 150, 200 and from oh.
0: your um, from your videos that you shared on instagram and, uh, and yes. social media it seemed pretty clear that there were a lot of people who were willing to pay that money to come
2: watch yes in fact i didn't actually have to get tickets but you know how geeky we all get right i'm like no i need to get this <laughs> i don't care <laughs> because because it's such a it's it's actually like a keepsake you know yeah. because yeah. it's 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 something that you can look back and say that you know back when we didn't we didn't have a pro league mm. there was only one place where you were able to buy passes and stuff so it was great uh, so honestly, it's it's hugely inspirational because we all we're all searching for you know uh, a place where we can just be basketball geeks and not be considered like weirdos, right? <laughs> because because it's like X Men, you know like how X Men are looked upon as you know weird people, <laughs> when they are uh, unnatural folks in India, right? Basketball fans are still considered like outcasts. I- are you calling us all mutants, Gopal? Is, yes, is, is, yes. Is this okay? <laughs> yes. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. That is what, exactly what I'm saying. So it's like a home. It's like a home for basketball and, it, and it's quite it's quite energizing to sort of, uh, to be yeah. in such an atmosphere. Another very interesting thing, by the way, is also that they had this junior NBA program. Okay. So this is the first time I'm actually seeing like a junior NBA program. Mm-hmm. And you had over, I don't know, over 250 kids Where turn out. At the same at the same venue, this was immediately the morning after uh, the MSL finale. You mm-hmm. had about two hundred and fifty kids turn up. So and they're all young, okay, they're all like between eight to twelve. So it's it's actually hugely promising. And many of these kids so this is one interesting thing, right? When I was talking to the MSL players, they were all talking about how you know our generation was short. But now kids are suddenly becoming taller, <laughs> so so the whole height issue also might not might be a bit of a non-issue because looking at it, say five or ten years down the line, you might have uh, a squad full of like six three to six five
1: yeah. guys,
2: okay, extremely versatile, talented, each per each guy able to play multiple positions. So I, I actually think Mizoram can be a great, great uh, source of talent in terms of at least positions one to three. Yeah. Which is
0: exactly, exactly what we need. I mean, uh, just this morning I was watching, um, uh, I've been watching the under-16 FIBA Asia Championship and uh, we lost to Japan by like 50 points or something. And it's okay. our our issue and this is like a broken record. We need guards, we need ball handlers. I think our obsession with, it's obviously great to get big athletic guys. That's an important part of basketball. But if we are just focusing on one side, we're never going to get be able to get the ball to these big athletic guys if you don't have great guards, you know.
2: Um, you know, so, uh, also just to sort of give a shout-out here, there's this one player, his name is uh, Lalrina, mm. uh, right? Uh, and he's brilliant, okay? He's by far the best point guard I've seen in India right now. I'm including all the guards. I'm including uh, Akhilan, Joginder, okay, so is,
0: I, The best point uh, guard in India is a shooting guard named Vishesh Bhrigavanshe. Just want to get that out <laughs> there.
2: Okay, next. Yeah, <laughs> the best best yeah, point but, guard who has a functioning knee… Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: Yeah. Um. So, like, this this sort of makes me think of like two things. First of all, you know, interesting that you brought up the the football comparison, and it is obviously way more competitive in the Northeast and in Mizoram to be a football star. So perhaps young players who want to be involved in sports, but you know, maybe the maybe the football field feels too crowded for them. This is… I'm, I'm glad that this is <laughs> good one. one. I like your optimism. Football field is
2: too crowded. I'm, we are hanging on saying, with such a
0: thin thread. <laughs> no, no. Because obviously, um, young people will want to play sports, you know, and, and they'll want to be active and right. cricket is something that's I'm going to say… I'm going to just go out of a limb and say well, it's kind of boring to them, right? Um, so, yeah. so, basketball, I think, is a great option because it's well-organized and they don't right. all have to do the same thing. And secondly, if… Um, if Mizoram can do it with uh, low resources, low finances, shame on so many other states in India who aren't able, able to do this, you know, because uh, all all it took Mizoram was just a lot of passion, you know. They, they can't boast of you know a, a long basketball history that some of other states have and more resources right. and all that stuff, you know.
2: So um, right. so uh, it, it's good to hear. What no, and also, you know, just to talk, sort of put in this point here, which is exciting for us. Is that you know all these kids, right? When I'm talking with those 250 kids who turned up for the junior NBA clinic, they were all wearing you know NBA jerseys, right? So, yeah. and, and and there are so many shops, okay. There are so many, uh, they call it uh, shoe centers, okay. Very simple names, but these shoe centers which sell like fake Chinese mm-hmm. uh, Air Jordans, okay, for like a grand, okay? and, and, yeah, yeah. So, and and the best part is it's just you know it's only Air Jordan. That shows yeah. that this is a state which loves, which is like purists, basketball purists. Yeah. They don't have yeah, like yeah. Under Armour, no, nothing. It's like only Air Jordan. Yeah, they don't mess around <laughs> with and Steph. They're like, no, we, 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 we're, basically, we're sticking with the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that just shows, you know, that this is a baller state, man. Like, man, don't respect me, guys. Did you pick up a cheap uh, fake NBA jersey? I wanted to, but i tell you what, I've got a contact of a guy there. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can totally hook ourselves up. So let's see because it comes from China
0: anyway so what's the what's the most random jersey you saw like was there a Milwaukee Bucks Jabari Parker or some, no, like something like something completely unexpected was there something no, no, so like that
2: Actually I got uh, I got sort of requests because I was telling folks you know back in mainland India <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, that you know these are, they have these mad jerseys so I was actually like asking people if they wanted it so I got a request for a for the Syracuse jersey of uh, Kamalo uh, Anthony Wow yeah. That's right ra- That so, is pretty random that, that is random But they didn't have it <laughs> So But the ones they had Were pretty You know the classic The big ones You know they had Curry They had uh, They had Irving mm-hmm. Then Lebron so Just the big names You know I, But I didn't really Like search hard I'm sure they, they would have Had some surprise uh, yeah, Gotta got uh, find the miso
1: hipsters Like what are they into Like Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the the
0: I'm sure some Luka Doncic Real Madrid jerseys are flying around. Um Koshikli, <laughs> right. hey man, gosh, what hey is man, it? I I own that
1: one, and I'm so proud What's, about it. <laughs> you own that, right? It's, I
0: was going to say, uh, what is the most unexpected? I mean, random is a wrong word for in NBA. But, but look, in the NBA main street, what is the most random jersey you have or gear that you own?
1: Uh, I actually. Who do you him this question? <laughs> I I actually don't have too many um, random. NBA stuff Like NBA is pretty mm-hmm. mainstream I have like Three Kobe yeah. brand jerseys One Derrick Rose jersey So that's like Pretty mainstream But my my Random ones are like Other stuff Like international Basketball stuff I have like a I have a Gasol Spain jersey From The Ooh, 2008 yeah. Olympics And I have like Obviously the Doncic jersey now um, But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to invest My like Collectibles in, in International basketball Because I always like Obviously I'm, I have a bit Of a soft corner For um, that stuff yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. I own
0: uh, my, my proudest thing uh, That I own is uh, And I got it from the BFI You know, we're talking about the old BFI <laughs> oh, This is good Is the Is the, the The India team jersey From the Wuhan 2014 FIBA Asia Cup The very first beat China When basketball and have all started all, all, all. In i have to in like woods it. Of and it, that, Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> For the first time since basketball started So uh, um, yeah, uh, Since we talked about uh the, that quote comes from Amjot Singh, um, mm. first time basketball started, who, uh, Gopal, you're obviously very familiar with. And um, I'm going to pivot a little bit the conversation to talk about <laughs> some of our uh, star players in Indian basketball and um, what they have been dealing with. Koshik, you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, Gopal, you've obviously, um, you've got a close relationship with Amritpal and Amjot and Something really strange oh. happened the last time um, India was meant to play at home. These guys, they right. they left their teams from uh, you know Sydney and Oklahoma City Blue respectively, and they came down to play for their national teams. But for some reason, um, they weren't in the squad. And like we spoke about this in the previous episode, uh, but I guess right. like what what I want to know is like what was your perspective of this whole situation? When did you find out about it? Like. Um, and, and like, just give us your thoughts and f- from an agent's perspective about. I don't I don't know what to call it like this clerical error of, but we need like we need like a cool world name. <laughs> <laughs> That's the oh, technical
2: okay. term for it. <laughs> okay, so I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, as his managers, we were obviously, and we are we are obviously we're fans first, right? We all we all want the best team to to represent India. Yeah. So we were really, we were trying hard, honestly, we were, uh, the last few days, we were, actually we were still hopeful until a few hours before the game uh, that they would get to play because, and particularly Amjot, right, because you always want to see, you always want to see how someone has improved mm-hmm. and uh, and the feedback we were getting also from, from him and his coach uh, in the G League that, you know, he's he's really, he's become like an excellent outside shooter. So just to see that element added to his game, we were really hopeful of a performance which, was, which would be similar to what Robinson uh, showcased for India against Korea, right? India beat Korea once. That was like a one-off uh, victory where Robinson just like took over. He had 38 points and yeah. God knows how many rebounds. So we were really hopeful that, especially with Vishesh not playing, that Amjot would sort of uh you know, carry the team because some of these games were really close, and I'm sure with these guys playing. In fact, I was actually messaging Karan and I were going back and forth uh on WhatsApp during the game. Karan was asking me why are these guys not playing, and I was like, <laughs> I was we were both venting in terms of you know why is this happening. Uh so it's unfortunate. As and as their managers, all I can honestly say is that we tried and we brought them to India. They were they travelled halfway across the world. And and they honestly they couldn't even sit. Amjot was literally standing throughout uh, from the stands because obviously he's. I mean, you get it right when you know you can contribute to the team and you especially when you see the guys, the other role players really stepping up and keeping it close. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have made the difference, and obviously Amritpal as well, right? Because Satnam played actually he's improving, so credit yeah. to him. You know, I, I was yeah. sort of Satnam skeptical about. Really I was skeptical about Satnam in the sense of because he was always uh, complaining about how he never got the got enough minutes in the in the g league when he was there uh and i was sort of think that you know he was just complaining but i could make out that he is improving obviously he had a high number of turnovers but you could see that this is a kid who genuinely wants to play for india and wants to improve and he loves playing uh, but yeah if amrit was there you know those two would have shared minutes or would have subbed in for each other and it would have honestly we would have we would have won. We would have won at least one if not both games.
0: I think that j- the the first game against Jordan was a hundred percent that I would chalk it up as a victory for us if Um Jotan Palad played. And if we go back to the November game against Syria, we would have won that too, if those two had right. played. Uh, yes. now obviously yeah. there there are different reasons for the players missing that game. In this right. game they were actually both in the arena. They were present and um yeah. We uh, we did talk event about this. How does it you know? How do we move forward from this? Like uh, how, because you know the, the the word from the BFI was that they lost trust in the players that they couldn't
2: right protect. right right. Uh, right.
0: How, how does either side regain that trust? Because you know th- th- these players are are traveling from all over the world. Now they're in the Commonwealth Games. We'll get to that later. Right um, right. right. Uh, uh, when can the players, or the federation for that matter, be sure to trust the other side enough? Because at the end of the day, we as fans first. We we just want the best team out there. We don't care who who hates
2: who, who doesn't like who. Just go and yeah. play
0: with the best possible players.
2: Uh, you know, so honestly, uh, <laughs> I hate to quote like the Dark night and all, but the night is always darkest <laughs> before dawn, right? So, I mean, that that's what this is. In the sense, Honestly, this was sort of unprecedented uh, because the only other instance that I can recollect in terms of the last 10-15 years of a player wanting to go abroad but not being given an NOC, right? Mm. I, and think, uh, Karan, I think, current. I think you will be familiar because this was when uh, you were very active in Delhi. I think this was uh, Divya Singh uh, and Sheba, I'm not sure of sh- about uh, Sheba, but Divya Singh had an opportunity to play in uh, in Chile. Mm. Uh, but she d- apparently did not get uh, the N O C from the federation. Uh, so as I look at it, on and if you if you even if you go further behind, you had guys like uh, Robinson or even uh, Shahid Qureshi, who played in uh, I think in Sweden. So and he was actually
0: and briefly there was an issue with Geetu also when she was in Australia. Uh, correct. She was told to like to basically she, uh, whenever the season was really revving up for her, she had to come back yeah. to India for. Be
2: relatively useless events you know so yeah <laughs> yeah no, no so so just to sort of clarify also even the uh, as we as we know right in the last one year even the FIBA international calendar has become more friendly uh right it's they sort of had this window in place which allows players who are playing professionally to also represent the nation so that that is the structural change that is that I think will make it easier for uh, stars not just from India but even from other countries to sort of uh represent their uh, their nations. So I think we should not sort of jump the gun and there is still cause for hope because I, I do feel that you know that the best players will be made available. And and I'm just looking at this as a as a one-off because uh let's face it, right? We didn't have players who were playing on two different sides of the continent. So this was also sort of unprecedented in terms of the BFI having to deal with this uh, with this issue. I'm being charitable, Charitable, yes, that it is their job to be prepared and, you know, expect that their players are good enough to play abroad. Uh, but I would like to be hopeful. And since they are, at the end of the day, they are playing in the in the CWG, right? So there's no point sort of looking back at what could have or should have happened.
0: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I agree with all, all, all those points and, and that the BFI, sh- uh, and, and that this was a first time event. No one was really sure how it would work. There's, there's a new sort of FIBA window and a new situation where our players are playing abroad too. But right. the players were there in person. Like, yes. this is what really, I, I find it inexcusable that the players were invited, they yes. showed up, and they didn't yes. play. Um, and it, it was just it was just sad to see. But uh, anyways, yeah. you mentioned the Commonwealth Games. Are you, um n- n- now, now these guys are back. And now we have basically the team we should have had in the qualifiers again the the, the big person mis- uh, missing is the, is the shesh and we are 100% going to struggle again in the backcourt without him but right we are loaded with the bigs amjot um, and amripal are back the i think our first game for the men's team starts in a couple of days what do right. you uh, expect that, that their um and, and you mentioned that both have improved a lot you know especially amjot um, right. what do you expect that their uh, contribution will be
2: to the national team Okay, so this is a bit of a sad yet breaking news, <laughs> but uh, Amritpal has uh, suffered an injury. We are finding out, we're getting more details. Oh no! So that's a bit uh, like we're just finding out. So again, I don't, I don't want to like rule him out or anything. Like, yeah. but it, it looks like a serious injury. So, so yeah. So coming to Amjot, he, he hurt himself in practice. Uh, that's that's what we are coming to to hear of that it was in practice. So it's unlikely that he will be playing.
0: Was it uh, an ankle, a
2: knee? Uh, it, it's a it's a knee injury. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's the ACL. Cool. So I'm very very <laughs> ACL. So Kaushik will know <laughs> all about ACL injuries. So so let's see, man. Like again, I don't want to like say anything because we don't know yet. But we will obviously. So yeah, coming to Amjot, yes. So then then again the weight falls on Amjot, right? We we need him uh, to perform. Yeah. But, uh, but again, so the Indian still like honestly, Satnam. you know. We still have we still have Satnam. Mm. and also just a heads up that you know Arvind Anadurai has been playing yes. very very well.
1: Yes.
2: He's he's actually been like averaging a high double double throughout. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I don't I don't see that uh, performance as dropping because he's very fundamentally sound. He's going to give you those numbers. So I think that's a great sort of. Uh, Ah, uh, fallback option. In fact, he's now he's he's a legit starter. So, yeah. So, so, so what will be
0: our our starting five? with he uh, will will we go really big? Will we go Aravind, uh, Amjot, and Satnam? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. And backcourt would be Akilan uh, and
2: Jogi, I'm guessing, or would it be somebody else? No, it has to be these two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the traditional lineup. I don't see any sort of change happening because these are the best five at the moment okay. so
0: and so like one of our biggest issues in the qualifiers was um, i mean apart from the fact that we're missing the two best players which, <laughs> which i'm never going to not <laughs> stop reminding <laughs> move on current move on never. apart apart from, apart from the fact that two best players were in the bleachers and jeans uh <laughs> the, the the biggest issue was um uh, was turnovers and our players were getting pressure uh, uh, the, the the players bringing the ball up uh just dribbling up, uh, they couldn't basically dribble past the half line in many occasions especially against lebanon um, yes so d- now akilan didn't play that game against lebanon that was especially th- th- we had nobody in that game even akilan had his um yeah. I think engagement that day yeah yes 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 so d- do you see any signs of optimism with with his return in the back foot. and I, I know Justin Joseph trying to play a little bit well, uh, a little better too. He's not a ball handler, but he can be a good back foot player. Um, do you see any optimism from in
2: in, in that sense? No, <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm I'm really very optimistic. I'm trying to find a silver lining here, but I I would I would imagine that Amjot will have to handle the ball quite a bit uh, because when you have a guy who's 6'9", six, six, and can bring the ball up, then automatically. I mean, he will have to be a playmaker uh, more than anything else. So, if, if they if they use Amjot in that sense, uh, then yes, it's, it's similar, right? It's like how Vishesh used to handle most of the time. Because, honestly, if you have little guys, they have to be super quick. You got, but the issue is, we have little guys who, aren't, who are not quick, right? So, they are unable to use their body. That's why we need to use guys like Vishesh and Amjot to bring the ball up. Which is, again, why I would, again, say that, you know, a dream team, and you guys will agree with this, maybe this is a dream team right In my head i always want a point guard either from maharashtra or mizoram <laughs> then i want a shooting guard from up or karnataka right <laughs> a small forward from tamil nadu and the two bigs from punjab and i think if we have like that it. then then we will have like very few turnovers <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, um, I can't deny with that uh, with that logic that, it's it's solid yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now all we have to do is find those players. <laughs> that that's all that we have the states there. <laughs>
2: yeah, we do. We um, have we have the states. Yes.
0: So so our um in 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 India's men will play Cameroon, England, and Scotland. Um, right. Which I'm gonna say like so England and Scotland usually go by just a Great Britain team or uh, like a combined yeah they could go by a combined Great Britain team which are pretty highly ranked. And right. I think even individually uh, we will probably lose both those games. Um, although Scotland, I don't know. This is
2: such a happy podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just be realistic. Just a realistic. Uh, yeah, Scotland. I don't know what you know what their talent is like, uh, independent from England. So maybe we can win that game. I don't know. Um, Cameroon, like you know what? I'm I, I'm saying this optimistically. We need to win just one of those um, games to sort of make make it to the next round, right? Um, yeah. So I think we may have to win two. So so uh. there's that. Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, we have to finish top two in this. Uh, yeah. In this uh, in this group. Yeah. So we have to win two of these games. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Go, go that, for, uh, do Do you think that the situation is maybe a like, tiny little bit better for the women's team? What can you tell us about? Uh, definitely. You know, that's that's exactly what my
2: point was going to be. I think we should we should be more optimistic about the the women's team simply because they have literally been together continuously for the last three months. And you're looking at the same core, the same core that performed and got India back into uh, Division A. It's mm. the same squad that's returning, and plus you don't really have any injury concerns when it when it comes to the women's side. Plus they are super young. Yeah. And uh, and so and yes, so I would say and also if you look at the competition, right? And the they have a, side, better group. Yeah. yeah. They have a better group. So and I think we definitely should like if you look at Malaysia and Mozambique, right? These are teams that we have beaten in the past. So I, I didn't do a lot of research, honestly, but I think in the 2006 Commonwealth Games, India actually beat Mozambique in the in the in the league stages before losing to them in the in the placement games. And Malaysia, yes, we should look to beat Malaysia. I mean, that that should be a given. Again, I don't know the pools on the women's side, so I don't know who so, we are playing.
0: So just to clarify, uh, we are playing Malaysia, uh, Jamaica and New Zealand. So uh, And we did beat Mozambique, you're right. We beat them 12 years ago. So I, I think we should be able to beat both Jamaica and Malaysia because of everything you said, that we, we've had continuity, we have health. Uh, New Zealand are going to be a tough counter. I think they, they made the finals
2: last year and they're going to be one of the better teams. Um, uh, this is this is where it gets interesting again, right? When it comes to the women, uh, there is also this sense of familiarity, right? Because we have seen Australia and New Zealand come and play in Bangalore, mm-hmm. uh, right? So, uh, so I, I and I feel optimistic, yeah, in the sense of and the women were getting better. And if you lo- even look at their the coaching system, they have sort of some stability in place. So the men are honestly dealing with a lot of variables. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's unfair in terms of to expect a lot from them as a team. But then again, I would like to... Uh, again, this, this comes from a... Since I'm managing players now, I'm really excited in terms of individual players, right? Yeah, of course. Even if they, yeah, because if you look at even Robinson, right? He got the opportunity to play in New Zealand after the Commonwealth game in 2006. Uh, So so that's something we can hope for and we know for a fact that there are scouts coming because Amritpal playing in in Australia uh, really has awakened sort of scouts to the talent. So we are excited in terms of individual players, obviously we want the team to do well, uh, but being realistic, at least we should have uh, interest in terms of two or three new players in terms of playing in Australia.
1: That's fantastic. Uh Unfortunately, uh, I was telling Karan this earlier that um, the scheduling of this of these games have, are like so strange that the, the Indian men and women team are playing in like different cities, and both of them are f- very far away from the Gold Coast where the main Commonwealth Games is happening. Um, it would have been okay. f- it would have been fun to like go and watch them, but. This is a massive country, and it'll take you like five hours to go from one place to another. <laughs> Come on, Kaushik, you are already there, dude. You're, you're
2: talking to two two guys. One of them in India. One of them in the US. Okay, so you cannot complain about distance. I think you should you should make an effort.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: <laughs> but but but, but, but they,
0: what I've told Kaushik is uh, just make sure you end the goal course for the finals. Yeah, you know, the, if, India if they, will be there in both. Yeah, yeah India <laughs> will be there. For the- <laughs> so just 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 watch them in the knockout stage when we make it there
1: <laughs> perfect awesome. perfect um gopal before we f- uh, wrap up for this episode uh, i guess like a, a lot of our listeners uh, what they want to know about is um, it's not just the current players but like the future of indian basketball who who are the next Amr- Amjot and amritpal that we should keep our eyes out for uh, who who do we expect to see in the scene in the next couple of years? Um, I know that like a, a while ago, um, this young kid from Tamil Nadu, Bala, made it to the team, but he's kind of since um, disappeared from the scene. So wh- what's up with him? Right. Who, who are the other guys that we should keep our eyes out for? Both men and women. Yeah. Uh,
2: so yeah. So Bala, unfortunately, he's. I think it's it's injury concerns in his case.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we're still hopeful that he can become the the guard that we need. Uh, but outside of him i i'm excited i'm sure most of us are excited about uh, the way Prince Pal is turning out yep. uh we know the numbers that he posted in the loss in in the first game uh against korea i think uh, and, and, so,
0: and today the japan game he put up 26 and
2: 13 again in the loss so he's again well. yeah, yeah. yeah so i don't again i don't know in terms of uh, Karan, current have you seen the game i don't know what his shooting yeah. percentages are because if they're going down to him every single time then it's so, not hard.
0: i, I yeah i watched the game actually the, he the issues uh, it's a different issue they are not able to get to him often enough oh. they're not they just not they, so and it's kind of maddening this is it's a similar way that satnam plays sometimes that because the ball is getting to him so so less the moment he touches the ball he wants to shoot he wants to do something out of it it's one right. track mind you know right, so, right, so, so right. satnam plays this way for the national team too um, and it's my one caveat against his game right now, that uh, it's… Uh, you know, I, I, I'll use the word selfish, but not in a mean way. I mean, in the sense that mm. he's, he's just hungry to score the moment he touches the ball. Yeah.
1: And, and also, also, like, he's massive. And I, I saw a little bit of the Korea game as well. He's massive and he's massive in comparison to opponents as well. So, it yes. it almost makes sense for him to, like, make a post move the moment he touches the ball. Because that is our best option.
0: My, my issue was that, that we weren't getting the ball enough to Prince Pal and Harshward and Tomar, you know. Okay. Like, they weren't… Okay. They, were, they were getting no touches. So, every time Prince Pal touched the ball, I was like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, do something <laughs> with it because he was a foot taller than everyone else out there.
2: Yeah, and he has improved, you know. Prince Pal, uh, I, I saw him first at, uh, at I think, the junior level. So mm-hmm. I, And this was, again, a year and a half or two years ago. And he, did, he simply didn't have the touch. So, uh, a shout out to the NBA Academy India, you know, because he's yep. he's actually become skilled yes, uh, and he's and he's able to, to handle the post very well. He's very skilled mm-hmm. that way. So, Prince Pal, yes, I mean, that's someone we should look out for. But again, I, I hate to sound skeptical, but we have seen uh, players from Punjab. It's all about how they continue now for the next five years. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go into the fact of his age, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... that so, but so, but he already has the size. So I, I don't see even if he's if he's a bit older than what he should be. The fact is that he's still young.
0: So just to be clear, none of the players in the under-16 team
2: are under-16 because this tournament
0: was supposed to be held last year. So so uh, these guys are whoever whoever turned 16 after January one, two thousand seventeen. So like right. almost one and a half years ago. Okay. Um. Yeah, so hmm. so like I'm seeing a lot of like comments on online and f- that these kids look older because they are they they are all a year okay. or two older than 16 at least. Um, okay. Because okay. this tournament was uh, postponed, if you guys remember, it was supposed to happen
2: last year. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So P- Prince Paul is one. Uh, then, uh, then like I told you, I was really excited by some of the talent that I saw in Bezu mm-hmm. and I've been told that uh, there are like, for example, Scott Fleming the the director of operations for uh, nba he he loved some of the kids and i'm sure some of them will find their way into the uh, nba academy as well 13 14 year old kids from mizoram which i think is super 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 exciting uh, again i don't know names yet because only time will, will will dictate you know and and like i said this lalrina this this guard i i have never seen a guy so skilled and so mature he's already 27 uh, so that, that's a bit of a obviously like a downturn in but, but but still I mean I'm sure he can play for India and he can he can be very effective because he also by the way he's a uh, he's among the top five or he has been among the top five junior snooker players in the world
1: wow, and he's already
2: yeah and he's and he has been a national junior snooker champion right so, so and he and he's smart and he, and he actually reads okay he reads one of those those mental strength books and all that he's reading that uh uh, who's that? Uh, attack at the, uh, Tim Grover, right? The guy who trained uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, shut so out. he
0: ha, ha, half Indian, Tim Grover, by the way. Is shout out to oh. that. He's one,
2: he's Desi. Oh,
0: Desi. yeah. Okay, that side? Punjabi. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what side, but he's Desi. I'm 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 taking credit for him, and then also for Michael Jordan. In, <laughs> in, in oh <laughs> in my connection. God,
2: dude! Michael Jordan would not have happened without. Tim Grover's parents going to the U.S. <laughs> this is this is historic, man. This change this should be like headline of your podcast, dude. That I, made I, happen.
0: I, I've <laughs> been trying on a like uh, you know uh, in in the back screens of my connections for a long time to try and um, <laughs> get, get 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 something with him, but he, you know he's he's a big deal. Like he he worked with Kobe and all these guys. So
2: yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he's
0: Daisy. So let that out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is that's great, man. That's great.
0: Um. Kaushik, just uh, sorry, uh, Gopal, just to um, ah. just one last question from my side. So you guys are obviously doing a great job with with pursuit and um, sort of helping to manage not just the, we know about the top guys. I'm um, but but yeah. you are uh, sort of facilitating opportunities for a lot of younger players too. So right, right. what would you recommend a young player? You know. 17-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid who, who feels like they, they, they don't know where to go with basketball. Like, they're just on social media. They're really good, but they don't know if the BFI can help them, the schools can help them. How do they reach out to... And, and I'm talking about kids who really actually have talent, not just, you know, someone who made 10 free throws in a row on YouTube. Like, I'm serious basketball potential.
2: Right. Uh, how, so
0: How can a kid like that?
2: Yeah, this so, see, a... from, yeah yeah, from our side, you know, what we're doing is uh, see and and just just to give uh, a shout out as well, there are it's not just us anymore. It's not just Pursuit who is looking to identify talent. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are academies and there are coaches who are slowly coming to India as well. Like for example, in Mizoram, I uh, I came across another uh, uh, another FIBA agent,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Uh, who is Indian? Like uh, Jonathan Rago was the first, but this guy was uh, is currently like the only FIBA agent. Right. So there are others also who are scouting, so that's one good thing that I would like to sort of tell 16-year-olds who are listening that, you know, uh, because earlier th- the talent has always been there, but there has been no one to sort of scout it. Mm-hmm. But now that pool of scouts is increasing, so there is a better chance for you to get found. Uh, but the national still remains uh, the best place uh, to get noticed. Yeah. So anyone should, any kid should, whatever be the politics or whatever, that kid should definitely find the local club, uh, try to make it to the district team and then the state team. And if possible, try and record games. Because uh, we have, actually, there is a lot of interest even for 15-year-old kids. Yeah, of course. But, you, but we need to send them mixtapes because uh, agents or scouts abroad are not going to go by our word because for, for the longest time it just people saying that huh this guy is better than that guy. But that's not working anymore, right? We are constantly making mixtapes on different aspects of a of a player's game, whether it's defence, hustle, athleticism. So uh so I would tell these players to try and record games as much as possible and and then send those tapes to us. We actually get many requests on Pursuit as well of kids filling up their details and sending us information. Uh, So that should continue. And also, we have sort of created a pathway from privately, obviously, under Pursuit, where if you are good enough, then we will definitely get you a look with some of the top academies in the world. Mm -hmm. And we are also working on different options where, obviously, kids, it's very expensive, right, to go to, say, IMG Academy or somewhere in Europe. But if the kid has good grades and is a decent talent, uh, then definitely we are looking at 50%, up to 50% scholarship. And the remaining we are sort of working locally in terms of, there are many who want to uh, contribute money, right, who are willing to fund. So we are also creating a network of local guardians. Because you are looking at 14, 15-year-old kids who are suddenly have to go to Australia. So where do they stay, right? So it's my job and a person's job to be really nice to guys like Kaushik. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so, so that we can have, like, we can, you know, s- like, flood his house with 10, 20 kids. Yeah, Kaushik's go- gonna have a hostel of young <laughs> prospects.
0: I like this idea. yeah
2: we're doing stuff like that, you know. Yeah.
0: Since you made the X Men comparison, Kaushik will be Professor X. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is so Rolling good. around in his wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So that's Re- what that is. Creating a team full of mutants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the the
2: BFI is definitely Magneto in this situation, but oh, <laughs> Karan, you're burning so many bridges. Like you are actually creating bridges and then burning them. This is not.
0: <laughs> Magneto has some good qualities. You know, he turns good once in a while. Fine,
2: he's really powerful. <laughs> I didn't think we'll go the X Men route on this, but it <laughs> actually makes sense. <laughs> so, um,
0: Krupal, thanks a lot for giving us your time. Uh, all your knowledge your expertise I'm I, I, I'm so happy that you sort of covered uh, basketball in northeast so closely and um, and I think we are expecting a big piece out of you from out of this whole experience with the MSL
2: yes yes because you know literally what what I, I mean I would love to talk to you guys for another one hour but I'm sure you will not tolerate such a <laughs> but seriously MSL is, is it was unreal man like everything about it in fact they even had a system of you know they, they separated like they had a uh, one side was home one side was away right and they had the sense to switch it up so for example in game one of the finals you had the one team had sitting in the home side so home side you had maybe 100 200 extra extra seats mm-hmm. so that created the ambience oh yeah this is the home team but the fact is anyway both the teams are from ISOL. Mm-hmm. right but they were able to organizationally create that ambience where game one uh, the home team had a split section and then game two switched it up wow. right so that kept the level of intensity so high right and and you literally had players mobbing like crowd mobbing players like this laldina guy who was basically my local guide right? Like, he was getting stopped like and by the way Mizoram northeast is the roads are really tiny right so we are all looking at westpas and scooties that's the preferred mode of transportation if you really want to get from point a to point b otherwise you can sit in a car and be stuck for an hour in traffic that's your call right <laughs> so this guy lal, lal Reena, right he was getting stopped i was with him he was actually getting stopped multiple times on the road people were posing for photos with him mm-hmm. and, like guys from other states you no know, like people who have come down to mizoram to work like from angle and they were asking him so when is your game when can we see you play and even after the game like so many guys were taking selfies with these players And it was true sportsmanship in terms of the crowd, right? Because they were cheering both the winning team and the losing team. It didn't make a difference to them. Because for them, it was about a community. It was about their friends and families playing. So even in the crowd, you had kids as young as two to, you know, like grandfathers Mm up to the age of 70. In fact, what I heard about till last year, was that you even had stabbings <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a very epl sort of you know the bad thug life sort of scene happening but you had drunk guys killing each other because their team lost so, so i'm like this part obviously is towards the dark side but, selfi- but selfishly i am excited i'm excited it, that people are killing each
0: other <laughs> it both shows both. that people are passionate i guess but also yeah. it's <laughs>
2: okay
1: um,
0: yeah. so so uh we, we we hope to we hope to read something in in more great details uh, from sure. you about about the MSL. and you guys should just follow uh, gopal's work in general on Indian basketball he's he's been writing so much good stuff from like everywhere around the country for like a decade so follow him and uh follow the MSL, follow Indian basketball as much as you can uh, gopal thanks for joining us again man take care hey my
1: pleasure man Thanks, guys thanks gopal
0: So I want to thank uh, Gopala Krishna for joining us for blessing us with so much knowledge again. Uh, it's always fun to talk to someone who um, who loves basketball, I guess, as much as Kaushik and I do, and uh, who's who's in his own words a mutant about about the game.
1: Yeah, been, I think we've taken the X Men thing uh, like too far.
0: I'm taking it too far now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially after calling Gopal mutant. Poor guy. We just we just said goodbye to him, and now you are calling he, him a mutant. He bought it
0: up. Okay, so. <laughs> Gopal, it's your fault. <laughs> no.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, just the kind of perspective he gets from covering Indian basketball, um, going from place to place. I'm sure, like you've done this um, a few years ago as well. You yeah. must have had similar experiences. It's it's really a different feel when you're covering it on the ground like that. Um, and, and it's good to hear perspective from him about you know how Amritpal and Amjot were. Um, treated based on, you know, the, the fuck up, as you mentioned, there's no other word for it. <laughs> and um, also, finally, I think, like, it's good to hear about some of the talents coming in the pipeline, and mm-hmm. how Mizoram basketball can, um, can contribute to the Indian basketball fraternity. It's pretty exciting stuff, to be honest. For sure. Um, um, before we wrap up, Karan, um, do you have any, like, burning hot takes from the NBA I feel like I, I can sense it from continents away <laughs> um, so the playoffs are gonna start soon and uh, I will do a proper episode talking about the playoffs but just just we will that.
0: very soon we will do a playoff preview episode uh, in our next one uh, but I guess the, the, the biggest issue it, it's such a strange issue my, my whole lifetime of being a basketball fan but I and mm-hmm. this goes back to I mean I, I, I faintly knew Magic and Michael when, in the prime but I really became a serious fan uh, from 98 onwards and the there's been only one constant all these years one constant one alone the San Antonio Spurs the Spurs yeah. have made the playoffs every year since then I can't even put, wrap my mind around how incredible that is that for uh, almost 20 straight years they've been in the playoffs uh, and they almost came close I think this year they're safe now but there was a moment here where they wobbled a little bit, where it seemed like they might not make it. Um, yeah. And this is the first time I'm seeing Spurs drama, I, I think, ever. So what is going on with this Kawhi Leonard situation? He's my favorite player in the NBA and uh, it, it disturbs me to see to, to, to see this go down, like, go down this way. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you, uh, all of my NBA watching life, um, the Spurs have been the constant. And um, you, you spoke about how they like we can't even re- remember the last time that they weren't in the playoffs, right? Uh, and also, like their 50 wins season streak is like coming to an end this season. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. It's not just that they have made the playoffs, but they won 50, 50 games every season yeah. for the last how many of years. That's yeah, it's saying that uh, a team that is known for like stability and uh, everybody getting on the same program and and so on has this really absurd thing going on where, like, nobody really knows what's going on. So, on one hand, you've got Vogue uh, leaking stories saying that, you know, Kawhi doesn't trust the Spurs organization. On the other hand, you've got Jordan Brand saying that, you know, Kawhi doesn't want to sign with them. Or you've got uh, other stories that say, from the, from the San Antonio camp saying that, you know, we've got to assume, like, he's not coming back to play. And, you know, we can't fool ourselves that he's going to come back. Like, something doesn't add Like, we don't really know what's going on. But... Yeah. Um, like this, this is like perfect grounds to discuss conspiracy theories, right? So I've got I've, I've got one for you, Karan. Yeah. Um, I think that um, this is all set up for LeBron coming and joining this world, and then Kawhi going to leave. Is that is that too outlandish to take? And Kawhi
0: goes to the Lakers. Oh, or? the Lakers, of course. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I, I think LeBron going west is too outlandish, unless he's going to the Rockets. I just don't see it. I I, I find it very hard to believe that he would. It's already difficult. It's already getting difficult for LeBron to make the finals. It's going to be a difficult for him to do it this year, and this person <laughs> LeBron will be incredible. I mean, no doubt, there'll be a lot of fun. But are just still going to be better than the Warriors. I don't think so. You know, um, so I I'm just gonna I, I think that's pretty outlandish. The only way I see LeBron leaving Cleveland for the West is if it's um if, if he joins the Rockets or. If it's a legal thing, but it's not just him; it's you know somebody else. It's like they're able to get Paul George, or they're able to sign Demarcus cousins because he's cheap now, because he's hurt. Something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my uh, that's my prediction. But
1: uh, but but there's yeah, a lot of mutual. Thanks for like pouring whatever. over that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm actually I'm deferring it to, to your team. Actually, you know, I think the Lakers <laughs> have better chance with LeBron because uh, why would you go to San Antonio? You know, um, yeah. I just feel um, and and you know, I do see where coming on coming from because there's all this mutual respect between Popovich and LeBron. Um, right. So uh,
1: it's so, going to be. F- what's your take on the Kawhi situation? Like, what's your read on why this is happening? Yeah,
0: I I think it's uh it, it's a it's a battle of, of egos and who's because the Spurs cleared Kawhi to play almost a month and a half almost two months ago I think, but uh I think he's not playing because in my opinion I think it's because of pressure from his from Jordan Jordan Brand and <laughs> from the sponsor and they, they don't want him to be hurt or, or or they want this to be, you know, if he doesn't mend the relationship now it'll be easier for them to give up on him if he wants to leave San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but then who knows? I mean, if he returns before the playoffs and all of a sudden is good again and um, and this first steal, you know, a first-round home game uh, at, at Houston, which is very possible. Like, this is... I can yeah. totally see this. I've as as seen this story before. i have seen this before. And I know the Rockets well enough. That they're playing really well, but I will not be surprised if, like, if they have... Because the because De'Antoni has been losing to Popovich for a decade, you know, or more than that. So, yeah. I, this could... I'm not saying it'll be the Rockets, but whoever. The, Kawhi could return and all of a sudden they win a couple of important playoff games and everything changes. So... Um, I guess the bottom line is, and this is something I always come back to, is really the regular season doesn't matter that much. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll remember what, what will ha- what's going to happen in the playoffs, you know. Like, all, all of this yeah. drama of the regular season will go out of the window. Like, for example, a more local thing is, the, um, is for me is the Wizards. And the, the whole conversation has been that they're playing really well without John Wall. Do they really need John Wall? Or Wall really dislikes his teammates, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, b- which I, I think it's that's 50% true. I think that there is a real um, distance between him and his teammates. But the moment the playoffs begin, and, and say they win a couple of important games, people will forget that. Or if the opposite happens and they, they lose uh, badly in the first round, then the entire narrative will be that, oh, we told you so, Wall obviously hated his team, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, those few playoff games just matter so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My, my like, the realistic take on the Kawhi situation is that, uh, like, he was cleared a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and he, I think he just got a read from the team that, like, uh, they're not really going to win the title this year. They, even if Kawhi is the best version of Kawhi, they're not really close, yeah. so like, why bother with this whole season? Might as well like rest up and then figure out what to do next. I don't even know if, if it's that he wants to leave San Antonio or... It's just a safer play in the long term because like there's no point for him to come back um, and play just one month and, you know, risk something.
0: Well, so, um, so, why wants a bigger market? He has been spending a lot of time rehabbing in New York and watching Broadway shows. So, <laughs> the, the, the Knicks are looking for a small over am Just, you know, you could use him.
1: <laughs> of course. that. there isn't a group session episode before uh, without you know you and me dreaming about our game teams.
0: And um and one other piece of news. So this weekend is the Indian American Heritage Night uh at at in Philadelphia. Just so the 76ers are playing the Mavericks, and um and so I'll be there for that game and uh hopefully I'll be tweeting and commentating and um, experiencing this whole um, experiencing the process. So I'm pretty excited for that. I know Joel Embiid is hurt, but. Um, I'll be excited to see Ben Simmons and uh, all of a sudden Marco Fultz, who's not looking uh, disgustingly bad anymore, uh, lined <laughs> lineup. And my uh, sort of hipster favorite Dario Saric. So um, yeah. looking forward to watch the 76ers play in person. It's always a fun event at these uh, uh, at these Indian Heritage Nights. So um, so yeah, that's, uh, look out for that this weekend.
1: That's awesome. Are we going to see you dance on the court?
0: No, you'll you'll hear me. You'll hear me uh, comment on the dancing on the court maybe.
1: It <laughs> <slow> is close enough. <laughs> Uh, all right, Karan, I think that's a, that's a good note to wrap up episode number 15 of Hoop Darshan. Um, thanks as always to all of our listeners. Thanks to Gopal for joining us earlier as well. Um, if you want to reach out to either Karan or me on Twitter, um, Karan is at Hoopistani or at Karan Madhukwan um, where you can hear his basketball takes as well as his favorite book quotations. Is that yes. right? <laughs> uh, and I'm at underscore Koshik7 and the podcast is at Hoop Darshan. Um, we're also available on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, a bunch of other places. We're, we're everywhere like meso basketball fans yes perfect that, <laughs> perfect uh, if you've got any questions reach out to us we just don't stab anyone just don't stab anyone yeah that's <laughs> that seems like a good good principle to live your life yeah yeah just don't uh, go around
0: stabbing people Lo- love basketball not stabs per se
1: yeah we might have to work on that uh, <laughs> and that catchphrase oh, oh, oh process, i got it
0: i got it yeah, work yeah. on your jab step not your stab step
1: oh I love that there you go that. we just need some. we just need like a couple of reps and then we get these things right oh all right come on chicken you're hearing us we can even rhyme apart from talking basketball so where is where is that sponsorship um, until next time hashtag India basketball.